Where did the Gophers come in for the AP poll that was officially released yesterday? We're talking about that on today's episode. And then the latest and greatest from practice, you're not going to want to miss out, coming up on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers football with you each and every day of the week. That's right, Monday through Friday, Gophers, Gophers, Gophers. Now we've been on a heavy, heavy football kick. Next week I might sprinkle in a little bit of basketball, uh, but we're for sure going to keep going on this football until we get closer to the other sports. Now, today we're talking college AP poll, which was officially released yesterday. We're going to talk about yesterday's practice that was open to the media and public as well. Got some updates that I want to give you there. But first, be sure to subscribe. Yep, right there, right there on YouTube. You press that red button and you'll get notifications when our episodes are live. You'll never miss another episode. And then you can be sure to drop comments down in the comment section below of what you're liking, what you wanna hear, and how you want this channel to continue to grow. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate everything that you're doing. This is the show where we always continue to grow. And if you're not a YouTube person, but you found us on the podcast, wherever you get them, whether that be Apple Pods, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, be sure to follow there and leave a five-star review. Now let's jump in to the topic at hand, which is the AP Top 25 College Football Poll. The first one was officially released. Now how do these polls work out? How, how do they accumulate? Well, a panel of 63 sports writers and broadcasters from around the country vote on the weekly poll. So they're voting each and every week. Now, how teams get points and essentially get put into their slots is for a first place vote, you would get 25 points. For a second place vote, you get 24 points. Third place vote, 23 points, and so on and so forth, down to 25. Then the 25th spot would get one point. Then you add up those cumulative points and whoever has the most points comes in at one. Whoever has the second most points comes in at two, and so on and so forth. So I know that's making sense for you, but just to explain for those who don't know how the AP poll works. So how did it shake out? Well, we've got Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. That's your top five for you. Bama at one, Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five. Then rounding out the top 10, you've got Texas A&M at six, Utah at seven, Michigan at eight, Oklahoma at nine, and Baylor at 10. So that's two big 10 schools in the top 10. Now the next top 10, or the next big 10 team that you see in this top 25 is Michigan State who comes in at 15. The next after that is Wisconsin who comes in at 18. So that is four Big Ten schools within the top 20. 
and that is also the amount of Big Ten schools that finish in the top 25 overall. So that's four Big Ten schools in the top 25. Now when it comes to points, your second placed Ohio State got six first place votes, but in total points overall, they had 1,506 points. That was only 60 points behind Alabama, but it was uh, about 70 points ahead of Georgia. So right in the thick of that second place, but overall about 100 points separating one from three. But if you're looking at Ohio State compared to Michigan, there's about a 300 point gap from two to eight. So you can kind of see how it drops off quickly. Now let's talk about Ohio State to Wisconsin, who is the latest team or the lowest team within the 25 of that Big Ten. Wisconsin comes in at 365 points compared to Ohio State's 1,506. So that's a 1,200 point difference between your second place or your second in the AP poll and your 18th. In fact, BYU, who comes in at 25 in the top 25, had 234 points. So Ohio State came in at 1,300 points, just under 1,300 points, separated from the 25th team. Now, where did Minnesota, did Minnesota get any votes? Did we get any love? Yes, we did. In fact, there's two more schools just outside of that top 25. So Iowa comes in at 28 and Penn State comes in at 29 uh, with 163 points and 160 points. And then Minnesota comes in at 32 with 31 points. Now, again, quite a drop off there from uh, 28 to 32. Big drop off overall, but that's right in that range, folks. When we were talking about the preseason coaches poll, that is what I had said is, I believe that this Minnesota team should be in that 32 top end to 38 bottom end range. 32 to 38. Now, again, it's not 100% because really it only scales out to the top 25, but technically, if you think about the point system, that 32 is accurate. 32 means those 31 points in total, but 32 ranking. That Minnesota got, they received top 25 votes that got them 31 points. So for all we know, Minnesota could have had, if Minnesota had a number one ranking by one person out there, one of the 63 sports writers, then they would have gained 25 points just from that one ranking, 25 of their 31. Now, of course, that didn't happen. There's nobody out there that is putting Minnesota at number one, but to get enough love to get into that top 32, top 35 range, I'm here for it. There's nowhere to go but up for us. So at least getting some respect there and coming in of ahead of some schools. But what schools did we come in ahead of? That's what we're gonna talk about next. But first, we gotta talk about our friends over at Bet Online. See, Bet Online is where you can find your latest trends in action when it comes to sports betting, when it comes to anything around sports wagering, you need to check out Bet Online. They've got more props, more lines, and more odds than ever before. They've also got virtual casino games on there. They've got esports. They've got live betting. So be sure to head on over to Bet Online to get the latest and greatest when it comes to sports wagering. 
In fact, you can check out weeks ones over and unders. You can check out the season win totals over unders. And they're slowly releasing the conference odds and the division odds as well. So the division odds, Big Ten West, might be a fun one for you once those break to try to cash in on Minnesota while they're still an underdog because if they continue to win, which we anticipate, those odds will get smaller and smaller. So you might want to get in early. Be sure to check it out and wait for those updates over at Bet Online, where the game starts. So thank you so much for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers sports. We're here to talk football. And then as we approach basketball, both men's and women's, as we approach hockey, we're going to really try to hone in and make this the number one stop for those top sports and Gophers sports. Lots of sports. But overall, what I'm trying to say is we'll give you updates on the latest and greatest. When Sarah Bacon is out there winning gold medals and winning first place at events, we're going to at least give you that information. We're going to let you know how to how your top gophers are doing. When Maya Hooten is out there putting up straight up 100s out on the balance beam and all that, we're going to keep you posted. Now, I might not have an entire segment based on it, but I will make sure to give love where it's due for those gopher athletes. But we will be doing full-on episodes, full-on segments for gophers hockey programs, for the basketball programs, and for gophers football. Now, football is the only one that is starting up of those, so we're skewing heavy towards football right now. As we get more news, we'll definitely have more basketball on here. Uh, Hopefully, we're trying to work out. Uh, something with Talon Cooper to be on the show, so that's exciting. Hopefully, we can get that worked out. Uh, I don't. I'm still trying on some football players. I know I've been in talks with guys like Brevin Spanford, with Justin Wally. It's just making it work. And as their schedule picked up, because we were talking in the middle of in later parts of summer, as their schedule picked up with their sports, it makes it more and more difficult to have that happen so i'll keep you posted i'll keep reaching out but i do have things with getting ryan burns back on the show with getting daniel house if you don't know who daniel house is what are you doing like gophers guru he's got his own site with his video breakdowns with constant articles and analysis and notes from training camp if you're not a part of gophers guru you should definitely check it out daniel house is doing great things over there but we're gonna get those guys on here we're gonna get i'm working on somebody over at the draft network having them come on the pod i've got somebody set up for iowa hawkeyes week that is a diehard hawkeyes fan but also writes for nbc sports edge we're gonna have lots of quality analysis here on the podcast so be sure to follow to subscribe and to give us a five-star review. Now, it, back into the topic, back into the AP poll. So the Gophers, like I said, they came in at 32 with 31 points total overall. Now, what is interesting is those same schools that we we're talking about from the coaches poll where I was just like, it doesn't make sense, make it make sense. Like these schools should not be in front of the Gophers. They're not in front of the Gophers on the AP poll. Uh, UCF behind the Gophers, one of the schools we had mentioned. Mississippi State, we gave them a pass because of Rodgers at quarterback, but behind Minnesota. Auburn, behind Minnesota. And they should be. I mean, come on, y'all. Come on. Uh, Florida, like we had mentioned. North Carolina, like we had mentioned. Air Force, Appalachian State, UCLA. These are all schools from that exact same poll that 
preseason poll that were in front of us that I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Hold up, hold up. Hold the phone. Shut it down. What are we doing here? At least there's more hope with the AP poll. And you love to see it. You love to see it. This range puts the Gophers in a better fighting chance when it comes to trying to get ranked in that top 25 early on in the season. Say we clean sweep this non-conference game, which we should. The non-conference schedule, we should absolutely clean sweep it. But we need to clean sweep it handily. Really make a name for ourselves. Really put our foot on the gas. Will that happen? We'll see. PJ's a classy dude. He doesn't like to run up the score. So we'll see what happens there. But say he does. Say we put it up in their 20-plus point victories in all three of those games. And then you go to Michigan State. You go to East Lansing. And you put up a dub on the Michigan State Spartans. You do that, plus those handily, handily, handy... I don't even know how to say this right now. Words are hard, folks. I apologize. But if you go out there and win handily is what I was trying to get at. There we go. I can finally say words. If you go out there and win handily in those three non-conference games, then you go into East Lansing and you get a dub on a team that is ranked top 15 right now, that's going to put you in conversation for top 25. That is definitely going to put you in conversation. And then on top of that, if you go to Purdue the next week at home for homecoming and you put up another dub, Purdue comes in two spots in the point total behind Minnesota right now. So we're talking 34. So you're taking a team that has consideration to be a school that could be fairly good, plus you took out a top 15 team. Yes, you're going to see your name pop up in those top 25. That's how it works. That's how the more quality talent you beat and then handily beating teams that you should not lose to, that's how you get back into that top 25, and that's how we could do it early for the Golden Gophers. Then you come back from Purdue, and you go to Illinois. You have to win it, and you beat Penn State. You can move yourself into that top 15 category. Starting off the season 6-0 and or 7-0 and after Penn State. Your schedule starts to lighten up a little bit after that. But that puts you right there in that high contention and people start to take you seriously, especially when it comes to the Big Ten West. So the AP poll was a breath of fresh air compared to the coaches poll. Hopefully we continue to see that trending the right way, trending upward, but I do like the respect there. Now, we're gonna move away from the AP poll and into yesterday's gopher practice which was the last practice open to the media up until there's one more media session at the end of August. So that was our last chance to get a look at the Gophers. So what did I see from that practice today? We're going to talk about that coming up next. All right, so we're going to hit it and get it here, folks. We're going to jump right in. What did I notice in yesterday's practice that was worth jotting down. As we've been doing these positional breakdowns, as we've been giving you the notes from other practices we've been at, we've been keeping you up to date. You know what these ones are gonna look like. You know who the starters are starting to shape out to be. You know what the rotation is starting to look like. And if you don't, you need to start following along with the podcast, folks, because I got you posted. I got you 
covered. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I drop anything, I clips I get from the press conferences and the media conferences, uh, little clips from practices when we are able to take videos. I'm dropping those for you. So be sure to follow either myself or Locked On Gophers on Twitter or both. You know, why not both? But let's talk about the main points. The first main point I wanted to point out. Daniel Jackson was out of his boot, which is promising. That's good to see. And overall, he's still not out there practicing, so it could still be some timeline. Uh, but we still got two weeks left of fall camp. They just headed into week three this week. So hopefully maybe he can get back out there in week four, but otherwise we'll see what happens. But there were five injured guys on the bikes today that include Daniel Jackson, that includes Logan Richter, that includes Presley, who is a DB for the Gophers, younger guy. Then June, that includes Max Jones at tight end, true freshman, who hasn't really been out there in a large capacity. And then uh, there were there was one other out there as well. Uh, let me check who that was for you real quick. So that was the final and the fifth person on the bikes out there. It looked like it was Jacob Lewis. So those were the guys who were out there on the bikes kind of getting in the work with the trainer and were not really practicing very much or at all. Another note was that Jacob Schuster was getting more reps with the twos in there at the interior defensive line. He is someone that we brought up in the defensive tackle show, the interior defensive show basically talking about he's a guy that could fight and scrap for reps but he's someone to keep an eye on moving forward in the years to come as he tries to find opportunity well he seems to be doing some things okay and right because he's starting to get some reps here and there with the twos so something to keep an eye on Lamike, uh number zero the receiver out there he is getting run with the twos he's looking healthy he's making catches he's able to cut so you like to see him warmed back up into these things but now let's dive into what we noticed from the periods now the first thing i'm going to say is the note that i took was that the ones in seven on seven tanner had a rough go but honestly most of the practice, Tanner had a rough go. I'm not going to lie to you there. There was, uh, there was an incompletion. There was a nearly interception. There was an interception. And that was all just in the first seven-on-seven seven period, all from Tanner Morgan. Now, this defense is flying around. This defense is good. This defense is fast. They're putting on the pressure. I have I saw someone on Twitter talking about, well, we lost Boye Mafe, so we're going to struggle because... We don't have that NFL-level pass rusher. Yes, you're right. We don't. But this defense is going to be fine. This defense is flying out there. As I tweeted yesterday, Braylon Oliver in the media conference literally said, this is the fastest defense he's ever played with. He played with last year's top 10 defense. He played the year before that with the defense. So he's been on a number of good defenses out there. And he's saying in what we're seeing. This defense is fast. This defense causes chaos, and it's coming from everywhere. The defensive line, although it's rotational, is looking good, really good. Trill is taking a step up. Kyler Baugh is manhandling folks at times out there. Jalen Logan Redding looks solid coming off the edge. Thomas Rush is going to be probably our lead pass rusher and lead the team in sacks. Now, is it going to be to Boye Mafe's level? 
maybe not, but maybe their production was semi-similar. Now, yes, Boye had better production, but Boye also started more games and was on the field more. Their production was not dramatically different. So, yes, none of those guys might not be second-round talent, but the defense is good, and we're going to be aight, all right? As Kendrick Lamar would say, we're going to be aight. So, overall, defense was looking real good. Tanner Morgan struggled today. Now, another note that I had, though, was that Ethan, Ethan was putting it together today, folks. Ethan was looking clean. He was making a lot better decisions. Now, compared to uh, last Tuesday, where it looked kind of sloppy, I was like, I don't really know what we're going to see if Ethan's kind of losing out to Cole Kramer in that backup quarterback battle. Ethan looked great today, folks. He showed off his arm talent, and honestly, he probably looked like the best quarterback out there today. Now, granted, he was playing mainly with the twos today, but he did get some reps, like legitimate reps with the full ones lineup out there, and he didn't look bad. He was able to scramble outside. Now, they still blew it dead for sacks, even though he was rolling outside. Maybe he wouldn't have got caught, but what I'm saying is the ability to use his legs, the ability to throw from off-angle platforms it's starting to click. It's starting to not only look good, but be controlled, be smart. It's not forced. It's not just based pure on talent. It looks like the game is slowly coming together for him and slowing down. So, Ethan, shout out to you. You looked great in practice today. And not just to hear me talk about it, but let's hear what Kirk Sarakra had to say about Ethan and Cole and their progress in this camp. Can you speak to the progress that you've seen from Cole and Ethan thus far? Yeah, those guys have uh, really, really um, developed, you know, and they're not there yet, um, in my opinion, but they've uh, really improved. They might be two of the more improved players on the team since the spring, you know, just with their overall thought process and playing the quarterback position now. Right before they were more of just you know talented guys that could play this play right now they're you know thinking more and developing into a real quarterback right. So like I said, the future could be bright here. I think Ethan shows a lot of promise. Cole has been looking good as well. Jacob, he's still warming up to it. He's still getting his feet wet. So we'll see what comes of it. But overall, the young guys. They're showing promise, and you love to see that. Now, another thing I tweeted out during practice yesterday, so be sure to follow me if you want these latest and greatest breaking down. But I think that right tackle battle looks more like a two-man race now. It looks like J.J. Gade is solely with the twos now, and it looks like it's coming down to Martez Lewis and Quinn Carroll. Now, I don't know who it's going to be. It does look like it's almost 50-50. It looks like every time they do ones, they run ones one way and one of them plays and they run it the other way and the other one comes in and plays. Or they'll run a ones period, team period, and one of them play, then they'll do indie drills, then they'll run another team period and the other one will play at the one spot. So it really looks 50-50. It's really gonna come down to these final two weeks, who puts it together more, who makes less mistakes, and who is cleaner, who who helps the team immediately? Now, that's not to say that person's going to start the entire season. If the other one starts to put it together and do it better, they're going to swap it out. So that battle might not be a once we find out week one, that's it. 
who knows? Week two, we could have the other one. It's something to keep an eye on, but it does look more like a two-man race. So things are slowly getting solidified out there for the Golden Gophers. Now, the last thing I want to say when it comes to the camp and what we have noticed so far is that there's one true freshman out there that I don't think is getting brought up by other media analysts very much or enough. And that is Ike White. Ike White, I mentioned this on one of our other practice recaps as well, and the same thing. I said he's not getting enough love from media analysts here in Minnesota. But Ike White looks good. Ike White looks like he will be a guy for the Gophers moving forward. Maybe not this year. He could see some time this year, depending on how the Daniel Jackson injury pans out. But looking at future years, Ike White looks like he is going to be a future guy, a future dude that is a key player in this Gophers offense. He's playing in the slot. He's playing outside. He's getting some reps in the motion, like in the backfield. And we saw that in the spring as well. He's talented, and they're going to find ways to get the ball in his hand, especially after this season when Chris Hoffman Bell is no longer with the team. Uh, you're going to see Ike White worked in there. And even on, you can check it on Twitter. I'm going to keep amping that Twitter, I guess, because I'm sharing a lot of these things, uh, the quotes from the players, the videos from the players. Michael Brown Stevens was in the press conference today. I asked him about the young receivers and what he is noticing from them, and he even said himself, Ike White's going to be special. Ike White is going to be special. He also commented on Dino Kaliak Manis and how he is one of the hardest working dudes, not only in the program, but one of the hardest working guys overall. He talked about uh, Cade Kozumias, I believe is how you say his last name, and how he is a route technician and he's slowly coming along and starting to get it together and he is very crisp with his route running. He talked about Kristen, Christian Hoskins and how he is an absolute burner, like we've mentioned on this podcast, but when you're hearing it from the players themselves, it just makes you believe it a little bit more than me speaking at you. So go check that video out here. Michael Brown Stevens talk about those young guys in the room, but the thing I want to stress is Ike White. I think he looks real good. He made a nasty back corner end zone, almost like one-handed catch with the defender draped on him. Got his foot down, toe touch, inbounds. Offensive sideline went ballistic. Ike White's a dude. Ike White's a dude. So we're not talking about him enough. Uh, if Daniel Jackson's injury is longer, then I will anticipate he's the next man up he's the guy now we'll see the main three of crab dalen and michael brown stevens but if they need a fourth or if they need someone to rotate in i expect ike white to be the next guy in line that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on golden gophers be sure to subscribe on youtube be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for us again. Tomorrow, we're jumping back to finish off the positional breakdowns these next two days. Tomorrow, we got DBs. The next day, we'll wrap it up with safeties, and that'll be the whole team. So thank you again. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day.